This is episode number four with Steve Krivda. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website mindsethorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. My guest today is Steve Krivda. Steve is a Ziegler certified trainer, speaker, coach, and the founder of Unlocking Your Inner Greatness. Steve is a man of God, a loving husband, an incredible daddy, and simply a regular guy with a passion to make a positive impact on the world. That passion started over 25 years ago while studying martial arts. During his studying and practicing of the discipline, he developed the dream to be a martial arts instructor, and that dream quickly became a reality. Martial arts allowed him to discover how he could teach and show people from all walks of life and all ages that anything is possible. Truly, our mind is stronger than what our body tells us. Unfortunately, he suffered from a severe lower back injury, resulting in two surgeries, one in 2008 and again in 2010. Suddenly, he found himself with his dreams shattered. This had a direct impact on who he was, his identity, and led to complications with his marriage, bringing him and his wife to the edge of divorce. Back to the drawing board, he found himself looking and searching for fulfillment, significance, and that level of impact to help someone transform their life. This led Steve to the personal development factory, Network Marketing. His time spent from 2006 to 2010 in the home business profession was rocky to say the least. He started questioning himself, who was I to tell and show people how to make money? Steve's past had kept him from reaching his true potential. He was an average CD student in school, was used as an example by teachers of how not to be, and eventually a college dropout. The voice in his head continued to question, who would listen to me? How could I possibly be successful? Eventually, he was able to create success in the home business profession. However, this wasn't something that happened overnight. It took time. Then Steve recognized that he was not alone. It became apparent that the majority of marketers had less than admirable results. Why? How could he help other marketers to their own success? This created a new passion. Though most entrepreneurs have the desire and know-how, taking the necessary action seemed to be the missing part of the puzzle. Suddenly it clicked, sparking a six-plus year journey of education, including coaching certifications as speaker, trainer, and coach with Ziegler headquarters, John Maxwell coach, results in coaching coach, NLP life coaching, and timeline coaching. 
With this calling, Steve decided to leave his 12-year career of a concrete and masonry estimator at the family business and pursued his dream of creating hope. This passion to make an impact has led Steve to influence thousands of entrepreneurs across the globe, resulting in countless success stories and creating a realm of possibility for people that needs to be seen in order to be believed. If you're ready to break through into a realm where anything is possible and step into your purpose, then take a walk with Steve on your journey to unlocking your inner greatness. So guys, I'm more than excited about today's conversation with Ziegler Certified Trainer, Speaker, Coach, and the founder of Unlocking Your Inner Greatness, Steve Krivda. Hi Steve, and welcome to the show. Hey man, it's good to be here. I'm um, honored and grateful that you asked me to come out on your, on your show here. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Steve. It's such a pleasure to have you here with me today. As I mentioned, you are a Ziegler certified trainer, speaker, and coach, and also the founder of Unlocking Your Inner Greatness. What a great topic, and I definitely want to go deeper into that. But before we do that, would you just take us back and share your transformational journey and tell us a little bit more about your background, what businesses you had, how did you start your own coaching business? Sure. Yeah. I don't know how far you want me to go back. Uh, I can tell you, <laughs> I can go back to, um, you know, I taught <clears throat> back when I was a kid, um, like, like most people that kind of get into this arena, when we, we end up in a place uh, with low confidence. I didn't have a whole lot of value in myself, uh, you know, between being overweight and bullied and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, it, which actually, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that journey because it led me to here and it led me into martial arts uh, back in the beginning of the 1990s. Mm. And that was, uh, that was a pivotal point in my life. You know, it's, I ended up meeting a, uh, my martial arts instructor, which was the first person that really showed me what personal development can do and what uh, really speaking greatness into people's lives. And, and I, and honestly, I really didn't, I didn't understand or grasp onto anything. I just know that when I went, I felt phenomenal. When I went home, I felt great. And then I just kind of continued that path. And after a few years, I ended up coming into the place where I could, um, I became a black belt. I became a sensei, uh, their head instructor. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up running the school, <clears throat> uh, which was awesome. And wow. that was all the way up until I would say 2000 to 2001. So it was about 10 years. And I ended up, I ended up getting hurt. Uh, and that was where things shifted. I ended up getting a, uh, I ended up hurting into my, my disc in my lower back. So it put me off for a little while. Uh, and that was when I felt I started a journey in my life of looking for something bigger. That makes sense. Um, I really didn't understand why I had this kind of emptiness. I believe I, I knew, I knew I had a purpose, but I didn't understand that, that feeling that I was having. And I ended up into the, and back in 06, I ended up in network marketing, uh, which lots of us uh, end up in sooner or later, <laughs> at least for a short stint. And <clears throat> I, I, I wasn't very good at talking with people. I wasn't, um, I was kind of arrogant and not very nice. So I didn't have a whole lot of personal ability skills when I left martial arts and I was kind of being uh, that it. I got hurt and I was kind of, you know, back then I said I was forced out of martial arts. Uh, now I know it was a gift, um, but I was, you know, I, I had this disdain, just frustration and anger that my whole life dream of, of running a karate school for my life um, was gone. 
So I became angry, frustrated with people. Um, So I had to relearn relationships. (laughs) I had to learn how to have conversations with people. Uh, So that led me to network marketing. And I, I felt the place where I can start speaking life into people again. And that's kind of where it started. I didn't even realize that I was coaching. I had no idea. I would just, you know, I see goodness in people and all people. And uh, so that's kind of where it's kind of where it started. And around, I would say 2013 or 14, I remember having a very serious conversation with somebody and she told me, she's like, through our conversations over the last two years, my life is never going to be the same. And I was like, really? So we, we kind of talked about that and I said, you know what? I need to start searching for something where I can create the authority, where I can have conversations with people and, and understand the education and, uh, um, on reaching people where they are and showing, not just telling them that things are possible or telling them that they're great or, or telling them to be confident, but showing them through their own, through their own eyes, why they've already been the person they need to be the entire time to create whatever they want to create. And when you, uh, started to focus on personal development, or as you said, uh, relearn relationships, mm-hmm. what were the things that you were actually focusing on? What areas was it communication, uh, how to talk to people, how to be a better speaker or what was your focus? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, when I realized what kind of a person that I had turned into, um, a very undesirable person to hang out with, <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, I realized that uh, the damage that I've done to the people that are in my life and my relationships, and I, 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 it was almost like a, it was within like a week. I just had this massive aha epiphany moment, mm-hmm. and. I was like, man, you know, I like, I like people. I don't know why I've been like I have. And I, I kind of came to the, came to that later. And I said, I, and I remember saying to myself, I just, I want to be back. I want the old Steve back. And I had to look for that guy. And mm. um, I wanted people to trust me. So I needed to understand uh, what is it? What is it that people, why do people trust other people? Why, what is that? And how does that work? Is it conversation? Is it how we act? Is it through um, uh, who we are? And I, and and I came to realize that it's it's living, and, it, and it's not something that that can happen overnight. Um, but it's living an authentic life uh, through integrity. And so that's why I started moving towards. That's and I, I wanted to, I wanted to people when they spoke to me that they can hear that calm, welcoming voice. Wow. Uh, and I guess this is the level of identity because you mentioned Steve. So you wanted to back that Steve who was, who, who liked people and, and, and you wanted to understand how you can get this person back. It's really, really uh, important. And I think, you know, in coaching, this is the, one of the highest level is the identity. It's above beliefs and and values and this is something really important to get clear on uh for someone who is going through some kind of a transformation and so what uh, other struggles and difficulties did you face when you started your first business and what was that first business actually when you got into um self-employment uh through i would say through default i uh <laughs> i became incredibly good at network marketing um, I showed a different face of it that I wasn't out for the sale. I was out to how can I serve the person that I'm talking to with my product service opportunity. Uh, and that's what, honestly, that's what really kind of brought me away from my job back in 2015. And mm-hmm. 
I was doing some some coaching, but not a lot uh, because I just you know I was I was um, my insecurities, my fears, you know the the doubts. Can I do this? You know who am I? Who would listen to me? Type of thing were always going through my mind back then. And so I, I limited myself to, I was like, well, I'm a network marketer. This works. I'm, you know, I'm getting a good income. So this is where I'll stay. So that was the, there was that transition of knowing that I was enough. So how did you eventually manage to overcome these fears and doubts? And how did you answer this question? Who am I to do that? I had to first look at the traits that I didn't want to be. And, you know, I was brought up in a military home. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, bounce all over the place. My dad was out of the military right right before I was born. However, you know, my dad's dad, my mom's dad, my dad, they were, you know, it was, it was very, very structured. So when I was growing up and it wasn't anybody's fault by my own, I just, it was my perception of what it, what it means to be a man was this alpha chest pounding person. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that one of the biggest reasons I was so unhappy for so long is that that's not who I am. <laughs> so once I figured that part out, I realized, all right, well then who the heck am I? And well, I remember having that conversation with myself and just breaking down into tears and, and just basically just crying this whole thing out. It was really kind of a weird situation because, you know, like most guys you're brought up that, you know, real men don't cry. It's a sign of weakness and all that kind of stuff. And I realized that I'm incredibly sensitive. Goodness gracious, it's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm a human being and I'm really sensitive. And I care, I care about people at such a deep level. I can literally, um, I actually didn't even know the term existed, but somebody called me an empath about 18 months ago. And I said, well, what's an empath? And I knew what empathetic meant, but I didn't put it both together. And they said, because you feel what I feel almost before I tell you what I feel. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I didn't even, I didn't never even a thought. Um, I'm so <laughs> ignorant to the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just interesting uh, how, how the whole thing just kind of played out just by listening to people differently. Wow. And so eventually you started this uh, coaching business, which is called Unlocking Your Inner Greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this all about? Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about this business? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the coaching aspect of it or how the whole thing kind of got started? The whole thing, everything. Cool. Awesome. Oh, everything? You said this wasn't going to be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I believe that uh, how, this, how the word greatness came into my life is I believe that we're all born great. I believe that we all have the same opportunities, no matter where we are, what we're doing. And, and it's not, it's not just really my opinion. It's more of what I've seen and what I've witnessed, not from my own hands or my own doing, but seeing other people. Mm. And I believe that we all have this greatness inside that we're born with. And then we bury it, um, through circumstances, you know, different sorts of abuse or different wording that people tell us. And they put, we start creating these, almost like a bubble shell of limitations on what we think is possible. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we all have this equal greatness inside of us and it's all about unlocking it. It's unlocking that inner you, that inner greatness that, that you've been, that you, well, it's, it's like a, it's unlocking that purpose that you have. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know, when it comes to greatness, I think we have this greatness inside of us when we are children, you know, we are, full of dreams and we don't have limiting beliefs we want to be you know whatever we want to be 
And so as we grow up, you know, we we collect these limiting beliefs from society, from schools, from teachers, from whatever it is, maybe from parents, but this is not their fault, right? They just didn't know any better. And so we have these beliefs that we don't question at all later on. So let's say we want to start our own business, but we have these beliefs that starting a business is really difficult. It is for the rich people or whatever it is, and you don't really question it. And so when it comes to greatness, I'm really curious what you think about it or what you uh, talk about how to unlock it. So what what is it that you're focusing on when it comes to greatness? Mm, that's an awesome question. And over the last five years, I've developed a very specific, um, probably one to two sessions type of, of scenario. And <clears throat> what I do is I... Some of this, most of this you'll probably know, but I'll, I'll say it in anyways. You know, we have a, if we look at our life, our entire life, you know, it's, it's like a, in our mind, it's like a, it's like a written journal. You know, we create this mm-hmm. journal of everything that's ever happened. And most of the time it's not fact. It's our perception of what happened. Yeah. So it's our own personal story of our life, which is cool. Um, however, how we perceive the story of our life <clears throat> that creates meaning and it, it, not just meaning of us or meaning of possibility, but it's a meaning of how we see the world and occurrences and, and how possibilities occur to us. Yeah. So in other words, if we had a, you know, maybe a lack growing up, you know, we didn't have any money. Mom and dad were constantly fighting around money and, um, you know, that, that kind of scenario, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, the, the statements, you know, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid, it was, uh, you know, what do you think we are, Rockefellers? <laughs> I love my parents are so awesome. And, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't any, and I don't blame them for that. You know, it's just kind of the way the times were at the time. However, that's the story that we create. And the meaning that will come from something like that is, well, there is not enough money to go around. And so we start, we, we kind of come into this almost like a competition type of thing where we're competing for other people for scraps. In other words, for our paycheck. And if we don't get ours quickly, then we're going to be in trouble. Or uh, since there isn't that much that we will gain it and possibly lose it. So it kind of halts, it probably, it puts a halt on our actions moving forward. Mm. And because of that meaning, our belief system is created from that. And that belief system that typically comes from that is I'm, you know, money's evil. I, I won't ever have it. Uh, there's not enough for me. The rich already have it. The top one to 3% of the society already has all the money. So, you know, I'm just going to have to be satisfied with where I am and just make do. Uh, that's not the way to, to reach our greatness, I would say. So, no. so let's look for possibilities. So one thing that you mentioned is the mind, mm-hmm. uh, how we perceive our external world, basically. So mm-hmm. what we are talking about here is the internal representation of the external world, which is filtered through our belief system. And so what happens if we keep moving forward towards that greatness? Yeah. So once we get that, we can understand where all of our limitations have been created. And what I do is I, I walk people through this, this process and I help them I help them recreate their entire story of life, help them show them the meaning, show them the belief system to where it makes sense. And then where most people in their minds by themselves stop is right there. 
you know, we read these personal development books and we get these great labels of fear of loss, fear of missing out and all these kinds of great things, but we don't know what to do with them afterwards, right? So um, yeah. it's like, oh, good. Now I at least know what's wrong with me. So it's like, now what? <laughs> so <laughs> what, what totally. I do is, is I show that all of these things that happened, quote unquote, to us were actually happened for us. Mm-hmm. And all these things, because most people that have had a uh, bad childhood, um, they're, they're huge heart to help people. You know, those that have, um, that had little money growing up, most of the time they're very charitable, you know, whatever they have, whether it's money or, or time they serve. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, we formulate a, a way where it comes together, where that stuff that you feel has been your limitations actually created every strength that you have right now. And that's created not just the great person that you used to be then, but it actually multiplied everything that you had and multiplied all these amazing traits that you had growing up and, and to the person that you are today. So you're not a victim at all. And that's where a lot of us sit. You know, it's not victim mentality. It's, I think that's it's a horrible thing to, to, for people to think that that's where they need to be. That actually, those processes, the fact that we made it through all that stuff is that you're a victor, V-I-C-T-O-R, not a victim. So mindset nation, this is really important what Steve is talking about right now. Cultivate the mindset of a victor and not a victim. And so Steve, would you tell us a little bit more about the victim mindset, how someone actually behaves when they have this type of mindset? Sure. So, um, and I've been there, so I'm very close to this, (laughs) that... You know, when we're when we're feeling as though we are a victim of society or people or whatever, the is that everything continues to happen to me, and because things continue to happen to me, that I either I deserve um, entitlements or uh, why try? Because it doesn't really matter what I do, because I'm I'm going to lose it anyways. Because look what happened, mm-hmm. and unfortunately. When we sit there, and like I said before, I've goodness gracious, I sat in this place for a long time, is that when we're in that space, because we are, um, even if we get short uh, glimpses of hope, of possibility, um, that mindset comes back and says, oh, hold on a second here. Don't try too hard because the more you gain, the more you're going to lose, the higher you go, the harder you'll fall and so forth. So we end up only giving 50, 60 on a great day, maybe 70% of our effort, which as you know, if you want to be the greatest, you've got to give 100% of your own effort. And since we're only giving 50, 60, possibly 70%, we're actually falling short of what it takes to to really reach those highest potentials. So we're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy by falling short each and every single time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And um, I don't know, maybe sometimes people just want to know that this thing that they do actually brings some kind of a result, mm-hmm. right? So let's say I want to start a business, but I'm not sure if it's going to bring money or if it's going to help me to, you know, leave my nine to five job, whatever. And so I'm kind of like trying this like 50%, 60%, but I'm not into this. And so what what, what is it that helps people to to put 100% into this endeavor, aspiration, whatever it is? Sure. <laughs> I believe that it's uh, creating a solid vision of where you're going. Mm. Um, I think that when we, when we, it's kind of like, uh, 
it's kind of like going to the gym and trying to work out. Uh, you're either going to lift that weight or you're not. <laughs> Pretty much it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I've been there too. I'm like, well, I'm going to try this. And I actually had, um, I was going through some, uh, some, some really cool mindset training and they, everybody said, everybody put your arm on the table. And they said, try to lift your arm up. And everybody lifted their arm up. He said, that's not what I asked you. I asked you to try to do it. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, that is so funny because I had my arm up in the air. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I actually agree. And uh, what I also do with, uh, with, with people is that create a vision first, right? And I think the vision has to be really clear because sometimes uh, it is not so clear and Sometimes people just say, "Oh, I have a vision. I know I I know what I want, but is it specific enough? Do you know how it looks like specifically? Do you know uh when you reach that place, how it looks like, how it feels like, whatever?" Mm -hmm. And so I try to support people to come up with a specific vision in different areas, right? We can talk about finance, we can talk about emotional life, we can talk about career, whatever it is, but it has to be very specific. And so a lot of times I think people just don't know uh, what they want. So one of, I think the most important question is really, what do you want? And so how do you help someone who is in this very beginning phase of their transformation? What is the very first step that you start with? Okay. That's a great question. So, man, you're really, your, your questions are awesome. So the, I, I ask them why they're doing it. You know, why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you in this business venture going to the gym? You know, why do you want this relationship with your husband, and your wife? Why is it? So, um, yeah, I, I, that whole, why that makes you cry thing. I think that's kind of great to start with. I just don't believe it's long-term. I don't believe that's going to be a long-term thing for anybody. Uh, and it's been proven, uh, at least from what I've seen. So what I do is I grab that why that they have, you know, maybe what, and I can use my own as an example. This is great. So uh, I love my old job, so I can't say anything negative about that. And I loved what I did, except for I really didn't see my, my boys as much as I would like to have. Um, mm. My two, two sons, now they're eight, nine and 11. And all I wanted to do was spend time with them. I mean, they were fun. I worked with my wife, so that was cool. Uh, but I just wanted to see them. So it really it bothered me. And so I would take something like that. I'm like, cool, that's great. Now, what's it going to look like? when you have the time that you want to spend with your boys, you know, mm -hmm. where would you go? What would you do? Um, would you have a swimming pool? Would you be taking vacations? Tell me really on a Tuesday morning on during the summer at 11 o'clock in the morning, what are you three going to do? Mm -hmm. And you know, what are you going to have for breakfast? Are you going to watch movies? Are you going to go down to the beach? What are you, what are you going to do? What would be really exciting for you guys? And so it's that type of thing there. And that's, this is just a personal thing. It's not the vision, not the business vision or the relational vision, um, but really paint that picture. And I have them detail it out in handwriting. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, typing is fine, but it doesn't, it's not as powerful. It doesn't connect your left and your right brain like writing does. Well, and yeah. so they, when you write it out, you literally see it happening. Mm. And then I have them, I have them code it close. So I'm like, look, you need to read this every day. This is not something that you just write and you stick in a drawer somewhere. So I want them seeing this vision constantly. This is where I'm going to be. It's not some kind of pipe dream or a movie that I'm watching in my mind. This is reality. 
And by, by the choices that I create every single day, I'm either moving closer to this vision or further away. So mindset nation, first thing is your why and second is a clear vision and put your vision down as if it was happening right now. So Steve, why is this really important to put everything down and use this handwriting method? What's the reason behind it? Um, I, 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 people tend to receive the word reframe. <laughs> so it's just kind of reframing our thoughts. And I, I like that a lot because when you're, by the way, it goes from, you know, their why to creating a vision of the completed why. Instead of coming from your why, which is usually a place of, I don't, I don't have, but I wish I did. Um, that's a, in my opinion, that's a place of lack and a vision is a place of abundance. So when they write it, obviously they can create the connection and they create that, that movie in their mind. So when they read it over and over again, when they read it the first time, they get to actually relive everything that they were living when they were writing it. And the more that we create, the more that we read it as I'm so grateful this morning that I woke up, I exercised with my two boys in our gym. Uh, we, we ate breakfast together. We had scrambled eggs and orange juice. And then we got ready and we went down to the beach for two hours and we came home and we, we met mommy for work at on her lunch hour. And like, so we're, we're literally speaking it from our point of view as though it is happening now, not the, not some uh, futuristic thing. And the way our brain works, our subconscious doesn't understand that the difference between past, present and future, it's just what we tell it what is. So as we're telling it what is, it becomes a new reality. Wow, this is really, really powerful. And what is our next step towards greatness? Well, it's, it's determining what we want. <clears throat> once, we, once we understand where we want to be, it's like, all right, great. Now, how do you want to get there? Um, you know, I, most of the time when people come to me, it's, it's, you know, an issue with business or relationships. Um, usually one of those two, or sometimes it's a fitness thing, but that's rare. Um, so if it's in their business or relationships, you know, I, we, we first need to determine where are they, where are you currently in, in your endeavor, your, your, um, your journey. And then, you know, what's it going to take? So if it's, if it's business, and they're creating this vision of being financially independent. <clears throat> What's the number? Is it five thousand, ten thousand? Is it you know? Some people I've actually told the other day, I was like, man, if I have three thousand dollars a month, I can quit my job. I'm like, that's that's amazing. That's outstanding, actually. And uh, so that's the goal. So where are you now? And I think it was you know like a couple hundred dollars a month. I'm like, perfect. So what we do is we start. I love the question. Um, why don't you already have it now? Mm. And most people will say the words, I don't know, because our ego likes to say, Ooh, take it easy. Let's not get too vulnerable here. <laughs> um, so when somebody says, I don't know, um, I said, well, you know what? Why don't you guess? Just if you had to guess why you don't have it yet, why, why don't we start there? Because what it does is it removes the right and wrong from the question because they're guessing, right? But in, our, in their minds, they already know the answer. So, well, I don't have it because of this, 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 you know, four or five things. You know, I like to go up 10, 10, 15, sometimes 20 different items of why they're not already where they are. And once we have that list of items, so if it's, well, I don't know, I don't, I don't know X. So you, I write that down. I don't do any coaching. I just write and listen and I just, you know, keep asking what else. 
And you know, I don't, I don't know this, um, this or this or this, and all these different things. I'm like, all right, well, how would you? But when we're finished, how would you go around increasing your education around that first thing you told me? And I read it back to them. And it's like, well, I could probably do this and this. I'm like, cool. So if you did that, would it give you the education or the information you needed to get this first part finished? Well, yeah, great. Why don't we start there? Mm-hmm. The neatest thing about coaching, as you know is that we know all the answers that we need in order to create whatever we want to create. It's just most of the time, it's just in the realm of what we don't know that we know. Yeah. And um, when it comes to information, skills, capabilities, strategies, I think a lot of information is available. And, you know, we know if we want to do what we want to do, we can find information. So, a lot of time, it's not about the level of how, like it's not about how I'm going to do this, but really what you say is why. So for example, really, why do I want to do this? What is my drive? Why is it really important to me to start this? Whatever it is for someone, right? Maybe you don't know, but you have a vision that is not your vision. Maybe it's the vision of your parents or, you know, you just don't know so it's really digging deep um into the question who you are right and what do you want what are your values and and things like that is important and talking about business and um yeah not business but coaching um who are those people that you actually want to help with what you do and it's connected to let's say to your purpose or mission with your business, who are those people that you want to support with all these things? Okay. So there's two types. Um, and there's, I'm going to generalize. I, I, there's, there's different categories in each. <clears throat> there's usually two types of people that I have coached. Um, mm-hmm. It's the run, running from and the running to. Mm. So the running from is typically, and I like this realm. It's a lot of fun uh, is, you know, procrastination, um, could be uh, doubts, limitations, fears, uh, feeling stuck. Uh, I, that's that's a fun realm. It, it is, you know, it, it takes a lot of mental, uh, as you know, it takes a lot of mental energy. <clears throat> so there's, it, I can only do a couple of those a week. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then I have um, the running two. You know, the person that says, you know, I'm. I feel I feel like I can do this. I'm just not sure what's stopping me. I don't, I, or I'm not quite sure what's going on, or I don't know how to get there. Is that something you can help me with? Um, usually, it's the go-getter, um, the person that's fired up about life. Those are those are just as taxing. It's just a different level of fun. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I, I'm I'm actually coaching both. I do a lot more of running towards now. Um, I'm coaching a lot of our already successful people that are looking to increase their own personal success and their own business success. Are they entrepreneurs or who is it that you, you are focusing on? Who is your target audience? Uh, I prefer to work with an entrepreneur, but uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I'm, I'm not, it's not necessarily their work background. It's where they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for instance, I have a, a young lady now that I'm working with. I've known her for years and we were just having an offshoot conversation and I, and, and she told me what she does. She's in real estate and, I said, well, what would you rather do? She said she was kind of getting burnt out. She's like, you know, I would love to, with her education and her background, she's like, I would love to coach in this specific area. Mm. I'm like, well, why aren't you doing that now? She said, well, I don't know how to do it. And I just said, well, 
would you like help with that? And she said, really? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I said, cool. And we didn't address it right there. I said, look, that's, I said, I don't have time now. I said, let's, let's set up a good hour, hour and a half to really dive deep into this. And we dove deep and she's like, goodness gracious, what does it look like to work together? And I, I told her what it would look like. And she's just she said, great. In fact, we have our first call. Um, she's actually about an hour and a half after you. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and talking about uh, clients, let's say, and uh, coaching business, for the listeners who are interested in starting a coaching business, let's say, online, right? Uh, what are those elements, uh, for example, platforms that you use to mm -hmm. communicate with people, um, I, I use social media platforms, for example. I also focus on online coaching. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> for the longest time, I've used Facebook um, because it's a very relational place. Mm. And <clears throat> so I created, obviously, as you know, as you've been talking about, the Unlocking Your Inner Greatness, I created a Facebook group for that. Now, <clears throat> before that, what I was doing was I was using the Facebook Lives Uh, to to speak to people right then and there, and what I would do is uh, sometimes I would <clears throat> I would look at just I would scroll through my news feed and just look for different people's challenges or what they're dealing with. Sometimes it's you know I don't, I'm not getting enough sleep at night, or I'm having a challenge in my business, or you know I see somebody talking not so great stuff about their relationships. Uh, so I would I would look at that and I'll say you know what a great Facebook Live today would be how to grow a thriving relationship in the face of adversity. I think that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. So I would research my own education. I would look through some of the books that I have and I put together and I don't spend hours. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those crazy people that spend hours and hours for a 20 minute live. Um, but I put together a, because uh, it's not necessary, <laughs> but I put together a live and I'll speak right to people and I'll say, look, if you're dealing with this, you no, know, if you're, and I'm, I, I like challenging people And I, and I asked straight, I'm like, if you're bold enough to put your challenges here, I might, if we have time, I'll address them right here on the call. We can actually have a conversation right now. Uh, so that's kind of how, uh, that's scary, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, that's, that's kind of how it started, you know, and, you know, I would talk about procrastination, you know, what is procrastinating? What is it really? Where's the origin of it? Um, why do so many people procrastinate? And, Are you normal because you procrastinate? You know, I, I one of the things that I've really, I've dived into was letting people know that no matter where they are, what they're feeling or what their mind is telling them, that they're just completely normal. It's just whether or not they want to stay there. Yeah. And so Facebook Lives, and I wanted to go back to content creation because Facebook Live is a form of content creation. Uh, what else did you do or what else do you do when it comes to content creation and let's say attracting clients online? Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> and that's a, I, I liked what you said, attracting clients. Um, and what I've, what I've told, what I've talked to myself and how I coach my coaches is I say, attract the conversation and, um, and then, and then create your client from that conversation. Mm -hmm. So what I've, uh, so there's different sorts. So, um, in, as I'm doing a live or I'm, or I'm doing something on my Facebook, we'll say my, my page, what I'll do is I'll invite people to my group. Now in that group, I have different pieces of value. So it could be, you know, developing a morning routine of the successful, uh, or, 
you know, five ways to, to beat procrastination and get into action within you know, two hours or whatever that's going to look like. And what I'm doing is all that stuff is not necessarily designed to create the client. I want them to know that if them and the person and I have a conversation that we're going to dive deep into who they are and really, no matter where, if, if they hire me or if it's just a, a 30, 45 minute phone call, that they're going to gain some, some, um, some value from our conversation as well as I will. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we're going to take them one step closer to their dreams and their possibilities. Mm. So that content I create is usually short snippets, you know, maybe five minute, just a five minute video and I'll, and I'll embed that inside of my, um, inside of my group. So if I understood you well, you are mainly focusing on your Facebook group where you are sharing your your content. And while you were talking about this, you mentioned procrastination, which I wanted to get back. When it comes to procrastination, how do you normally approach this topic? What is it that you talk about? Whew, that's a big topic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple. There's a couple things, you know. Uh, when somebody's going to do something, uh, say, oh, geez, Louise, uh, you can either use going to the gym or making a phone call or contact, contacting a future client. You know, I, I say, all right, cool. So I, I want to know what the feelings are. Like, what's the feeling when you're getting ready to make the call or go to the gym or what is, what's happening in your body? And, <clears throat> you know, it's tightness of the chest, throat or whatever's happening, stomach ache, butterflies, whatever the emotion is creates a feeling, a, a physical feeling in the body. So the first thing I'll, I'll, I'll ask them, I was like, well, when's the last time you felt that? And they'll tell me, and it's usually a, a week or two ago. I'm like, let's keep going. And I'll take the person back. And all of a sudden you'll see it happen because I do a lot of Zoom face-to-face calls mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sitting with somebody and all of a sudden you'll see it. Boom. They'll say, oh my goodness gracious. I had that feeling when this happened. I'm like, that's amazing. So what you're telling me is this hesitation to make the phone call, go to the gym or whatever it is, is your mind is remembering that moment, say 25 years ago. Mm. And they say, yeah. I'm like, so who drew the line between your past and your, and your present right here? I'm like, well, I guess I did. I'm like, all right, cool. I want you to keep that in mind as we continue to talk. Mm. So, I, for, so from there, I say, so say you picked up the phone. You called that person, you called your prospective client or whomever, you went to the gym. What's the absolute worst case scenario that would happen? Um, they would say no. Um, you know, I'd go to the gym and I'd, I'd vomit, <laughs> whatever, whatever the, this, the case is. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I don't say anything there. I'm like, cool, that's, so that's worst case scenario. And I take a note. I'm like, what's the best case scenario? Well, the person says, yes, uh, I make it through the workout. Uh, they become a client or, or whatnot. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Say you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Say you did absolutely nothing. Where are you going to be in seven days? Mm. Well, I'm going to be in the same place. And, and are you okay with that? Well, no, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. So your best case scenario is this. Your worst case scenario is this. And if you do nothing is this. Yeah. Right. And they say, yeah, I'm like, cool. Now let's go back to your feeling. Yeah. You also know that that feeling that you created is not even a real feeling that's current to the, to the, to the present moment. Correct. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Because you showed me where it originated. I'm like, yeah, you brought that up. It's no big deal. We all do it. So I want them to feel normal. And I'm like, so 
what are your options? Like, well, I only have one option. I'm like, and what's that option going to be? And that's going to be this. I'm going to take action. Cool. So what's going to happen when you take that action again? Hmm. Well, this and this and this. And what, what do you want from that action? Well, I want this result. Cool. And again, remind me one more time, if you don't do anything, what's going to be the result? Well, I'm going to be where I am. Cool. So what's more painful? <laughs> Being where I am. I'm like, great. So it's, and it's, that's a, I, I, I do that over, over 10 or 15 minutes uh, of time. Cause I really need to, I need to be present with that person. I need to actually be inside with them. Almost like I'm in their moment and I need to feel their feelings where they are and what's happening with them and really explain to them that, that fear that they're having. It's kind of like, and I'll, I'll give you one more quick example. It'll take about 20 seconds. That feeling that they're having is not necessarily their feeling that they're attributing to this. It's just that they created the attribution mm. from something else that happened. It's kind of like a fear of spiders. Mm. You know, um, most people that have that fear of something that's so little, you can step on it with a, with your shoe, um, is that something happened when they were younger. You know, I have a, I know actually quite a few people that when they were younger, they were tormented by their older brother or sister by a spider. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that creates a very, very real fear in their mind because, you know, I know one person that she was so terrified of the spider that their, that her siblings were doing to her, that she actually, she wet her pants. And, um, so whenever she saw a spider, it wasn't that she was afraid of the spider. It brought back all that stuff from when they, when they were little. Yeah. So it was all carried forward. So yeah, I also help people with fears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really great. Actually, you know, um, when it comes to fear, uh, it's all about the mind and we mm -hmm. need to be aware that this is something that comes up, but this is not real. As you were talking about scenarios, uh, this is something that we, come up with a story and we and it holds us back right and we don't yeah. do the action and then procrastination occurs really great and in one of your uh, recordings you talk about this five steps to an extraordinary life or this is one of your free videos for people would you tell us a little bit more about this sure I believe that our, in fact, uh, Tom Ziegler says this, uh, he was asked a question, you know, how can you have an extraordinary life? How can you create success? Mm. And he said, by changing one habit at a time. And I really, I took that to heart um, because if you really start taking a look at how we got where we are, it's our habits and behaviors. It's what we do over, it's what we do time after time over a series of um, mm. time, of course. Yeah. Well, if you take a look at, um, the, the five steps to an extraordinary life. Uh, uh, it's so cool that you, you sent me the, the synopsis of it. It's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited that you went through it is, you know, we choose an area of life. You know, what is it? Uh, is it, is it your racial, uh, excuse me, is it relational? Is it business? Is it your children, your employment? Uh, maybe you own a business. What, it, what is that? You really got to really got to take a look at things and be real with where you want this transformation. I don't like the word change. I like transforming into something that's never been. Mm -hmm. And then for a week, you track it. Mm -hmm. Just don't change anything. Just see what's going on. And um, you've got to be objective about your results. <laughs> you can't be biased because it's you. And uh, we can't allow story to come in. It's like, well, you know, I had this kind of a day or whatever. It's just results. There's, there's no story on results. Mm. And then it's like, all right, so what do I want to shift in these daily habits? 
and you take one place, only one. So say it's um, say it's around your relationship with your spouse, and you look at how the how there there there's interaction, and what this does is it forces the person to take personal responsibility and how they're contributing to their business or relationships or whatever it is, their personal being. And it's like, all right, so how did I occur in this relationship? And what small things that could I do over the next 28 days to increase the level of living, the level of love, the level of relationship or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. what could I do? You know, and I could tell you what I had done in the past was I grabbed a, uh, with my wife and I, we were, um, we're constantly looking to increase our relationship. So unbeknownst to her, I took a little journal and every day I wrote one thing that I was grateful for about her. Mm. And it, and it was all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was like, oh, I liked how you wake up in the morning and your hair's all messed up. I, I love that. <laughs> it was different things like that. And, and all the way down to, I love how you look at me um, when we're having our conversations. And, you know, it's those little tiny things. It doesn't even seem like it would be a lot. It seems like, oh, that's a nice thing to do. Mm. It transforms how you see. Yeah. Um, and in your business, like, all right, so I'm not where I want to be. So what have I done over the last week to increase my business? And if I didn't do anything, what would I do over the next seven days? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And uh, actually, we are uh, coming to the end of the episode. And I wanted to ask you, what would be your three book recommendation, uh, books that changed your lives, shifted your mindset? Uh, people are and listeners are very hungry for knowledge, wisdom, whatever. What could they read? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I don't. These are not in any particular order. Uh, the one thing I will say is, is obviously I am a uh, a Ziegler. Uh, uh, production person, I guess you want to say. Anyways, uh, Tom Ziegler came out with a book called Choose to Win. Mm-hmm. And what he does is it, it's it's designed to examine the seven areas of your life and look at the habits and behaviors. And he goes, he dives deep in all the different seven areas, whether it's career, financial, spiritual, physical, uh, intellectual, family, social, and all that kind of great stuff. And he, he brings it to light to where you go through the book, you follow it, your whole life will transform. So I love that book. I've been through it I don't know how many times. Mm, um, this, I'm sorry? I haven't read yet. Uh, it's, it's a good recommendation for me as well. <laughs> cool. It, it's literally, I think it just came out probably three or four months ago. It's oh. brand smacking new. It's awesome. See. Um, it's from his dad's, it's a derivative of his dad's uh, Zig Ziglar's uh, Born to Win. So it's a little, it's a little bit further. So the second book, if you're looking to become a coach, I recommend this to all of my coaches. It's the prosperous coach by Richard Litvin mm. and Steve Chandler. Mm. It goes into coach. It goes into client creation and the philosophy and the mindset that it takes to become a coach and to be a very, very successful coach. Um, I love that book so much. I hired Richard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I met yeah. Him actually at Mindville University this year in Croatia. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. I, get to, I get to meet him face to face in real life in October. So I'm excited about that. Wow. Um, that's great. Great to hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's something else. He's so calm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one, I just had this recommended to me, and I think I'm I'm either through. I think I'm the third time going through this book. It's called uh, "Getting Naked" by Patrick. I want to say Lezioni, L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I. 
And it is all about uh, creating a level of vulnerability with your clients and allowing them to see you as a, as a person, as a human being and creating that because they know that you're, you're, everything is coming from your heart. You can be 10 times leveled up in your level of bold with them and really take a stand. And that, that's what that book's all about. It's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. Um, and then before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can find you online. Uh, the, the easiest way and all of my stuff is right there. You can either, uh, actually, if you go to unlocking your inner greatness.com, mm. that's probably the easiest way to find me uh, my phone number and everything's on there. I believe uh, if it's not, it will be very, very soon, probably after this co- podcast. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it's, it, to find me on Facebook, yeah. it's there's, believe it or not, there's a whole bunch of Steve Krivda's. Apparently it's, it's a very popular check name. Uh, there's a, it's Steven with a V dot C as in Charles. And then my last name, Krivda, mm. Steven C Krivda. So that's, those are the two easiest ways to find me. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. And my last question is where do you see yourself and your business in 10 years time? If you have to come up with a vision we were talking about, sure. no. <laughs> yeah. So it's been bouncing back and forth between the two. Uh, is to have a uh, have a team of twelve coaches. Uh, that's the, the story behind twelve is longer than we have, but it, it have a store have a um, a team of twelve coaches where we have different levels of coaching from you know basic accountability to advanced accountability to breakthrough sessions and all the way up to executive coaching. Wow, sounds great! And I wish you good luck with this aspiration. And thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Man, this has been awesome. Your your um uh, your time is 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 very valuable to me. So I appreciate you allowing me to come out here, and uh, this is really cool, man. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website mindsethorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends. Mm-hmm.